0: Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock.
1: I didn't know I had to knock.
0: Fair enough. So, what are we doing this week?
1: The same thing we do every week our podcast.
0: Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what now here's your hosts brian chambers and philip goffrey
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Neighbors Don't Knock. Philip, we are rolling along as we always talk about. But remind me where we are? We're in season four, season Time five, season six? Slipping, slipping, no, slipping. season four. Season four, episode ten. <laughs> episode ten. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, and we we got a great neighbor that's going to be dropping by today, uh, from out of town. So I I love I love it. We love our local neighbors here, but I always love when we have guests that come from other parts because it's just it Really tells us how big our neighborhood's getting.
0: I was about to say our neighborhood's gotten really. It's big. It's
1: gotten really big. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, you know. But how has your day been going? You're you're all good. You yeah, know. So you're far, in a so good, good mood, right? Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. I'm always. Well, you in a better good mood be in a good when mood. You show we have a guest. Up. I
0: know. Whenever you show up, it just kind of brightens up my day. So this is hmm. going to be exciting. Well, don't. And I've got it. a big old cup of coffee.
1: Yeah. Well, don't tell your wife that I'm the the sunshine in that cup of coffee that brightens up your day. Okay, I didn't go that far. <laughs> well, you told much. me earlier, you're like, I well, as long as we don't make out today, I don't think we can get sick. Because I know you said you were feeling a little under the weather, so I'm glad yeah, to sniffles, see.
0: Sniffles. Sniffles. Uh, okay,
1: but, you know, you're resisting resisting my charm right now, so apparently. Yeah, I'm always
0: hesitant to tell anybody as well, right? You break out the tissues. We still live in that COVID <laughs> fear where people look at you like you have three eyes. It's, uh, it's never good.
1: <laughs> uh, but before we get to our guest, we're going to hear a little bit of a from our sponsor.
0: That's right. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big media products at small business prices. So if you'd like to learn more, go ahead and visit our Facebook page, or you can email us directly at admin at com.
1: That's right. A big thank you to CNG Communications. fortunately for, so. That's right. Making Neighbors Don't Knock possible. So we love that. All right, let's get to our guest. I'm very excited. Uh, this guest is familiar with trying to juggle and do all things herself, but who often found that it was... Uh at the expense of her family, which I, I, I think we all can get it, at times, um, especially relationships with her kids. Uh, the, through her website and podcast, This Mom Knows, she coaches and encourages mompreneurs. Mompreneurs.
0: This is a new term for me. I'm yes, it is. And
1: I'm very. It's a new term for me, too, so I'm excited, too. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Uh, to find the right systems, tools, and people. Uh, their mom team to help and support them so they can be their best as both mom and entrepreneur. So I'm really excited. She and her family have recently left the hustle and bustle of the Chicagoland area and are enjoying discovering their new home in Northwest Indiana. So joining us from the chillier weather versus here, we have Miss Jen Uren. How are you, Jen? I am doing well. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate you having time. Uh, You you know, you look cozy, you look warm. you You have a little bit of hot chocolate, hot beverage, coffee, something going on.
2: Keep yep, got my coffee.
1: <laughs> like every person we talk to in the Northeast or, n- or Northwest, you know, says, oh, well, I got, I'm good. I got my heater on my feet or my toes are nice and toasty or That's something.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You, you look down, as blankets underneath the table, yeah, just off right. camera, and space heaters <laughs> right. humming away.
1: I know, the magic, the magic of it. Uh, you know, we're we're really glad that you are taking time with us. And, you know, how has life been for you? Because I know you recently just moved yes yeah i mean you yes you guys left the hustle and bustle how long is it has it been really since you guys left the, kind of the more chaotic city living
2: yeah about um two weeks before thanksgiving in uh 2021 so it's been you know three four months here and uh, the town we're in is an older town with a town square and a courthouse, and it's really quaint. It feels like a small town. And recently, I was overhearing another person who had just moved to the area, and she moved from a farm, and she's like, it's really hard getting used to this city living. And I guess guess it's all perspective. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, it sounds like, I love that little
1: feel, but uh, I'm kind of a city person. I, I, I know that, but I do enjoy when I get to be in a small town environment. I mean, I I didn't grow up. I I mean, I grew up in suburbs, but not necessarily small town. So I I love that you're loving that. But Mm -hmm. in my question is, as far as a small town, what is it still an adjustment for you guys? Or is the magic still there? Like, Oh, this is quaint. We're really loving it. Or, and, or do you feel that at one point it's just going to become like normal life? Right now, it's still very oh, exciting. We're
2: still we're still enjoying discovering it and, and learning what's here. It will become normal life. And the good news is, like, it's a 10-minute drive to the town where everything, Walmart, Sam's, Costco, it's all there. So we get the best of both worlds.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about to bring up that point, right? The world has sort of changed in terms of living in, in small-town living because big retail right. is always right there. If you can't go find a big box store, you have Amazon. Yeah, I was Right.
1: Where we're who you're gonna order from. <laughs> that, yeah. It's That's like right. the Amazon <laughs> sign goes up in the air and Philip's like, Ooh, I must order something. Yeah, gone gone are the
0: days when you were wondering <laughs> if the general store was gonna get your favorite type of dog or cat food. You know, it, you can just find that out the so. Sears the Sears catalog. The Sears That's- catalog. <laughs> the Sears I, miss, I miss the Sears catalog. I
2: love that catalog. <laughs>
0: Me too. I miss Sears in general. I grew up a, a big Sears family craftsman guy. I grew up in a race car family, okay. so we had all sorts of those those things around all the time. I love Sears. My
1: dad used to bring me to Sears when he would, he would do shopping and, and I, it was more exciting than home Depot. I will say, because as a kid, you're just like, light fixtures, tiles. You're like, woohoo. You know, yeah. You know, I just, I tried to just go sit on the toilet seats and things like that mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, <laughs> but, but Sears had a lot more. They always had yeah. a lot more things there. So it was, you know, you could they get had in, a
2: toy section.
1: They did have a toy section. I remember that. <laughs> I, you know, I knew exactly where to go when my dad was, you know, and I, I'd, I'd kind of try to like wiggle my way, like start walking and venturing that way. Of course, he didn't ever budge. He, he was a man on a mission every time we went to the store. That's funny.
0: My, my big department store growing up, I grew up in a, in a small town that was kind of a network of small towns in Fairfield County, Connecticut. And we had, you know, big city an hour away and then sort of little tiny pocket towns all over, but we had a, a Caldor. door. Did you all have a cow door growing up? No, Caldor, that, was like, that was like, our that was like our big department it's store. A ca- what is a cow cal- doors? Yeah. It, cal, like,
1: ca- yeah. C-A-L. It C-A-L. was, it was, okay. it was sort of like, I was thinking like Cal, like C-O-W. <laughs> I was, it was like, like, you mean like one of those, like,
2: it was a barn door. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah,
0: barn. No, was just like- <laughs> no. It, it was sort of like Sears light. Okay. Right? Like, they were trying to compete with all the big department stores, but they didn't have the network. It was it was actually kind of sad looking back on it. But we loved it. It was like, you know, family day out to go to Caldors. It was great. Caldor. <laughs> now that'll be stuck in my head. appreciate that.
1: Indeed. Um, all right. Well, let's get back to you, Jen. Um, so, you are a mompreneur. Did yes. I say that right? A, a mompreneur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a, like we were talking about, this is a very new phrase for us. So, it's very interesting. What... Speak to us about really what is a mompreneur.
2: So a mompreneur is, it's kind of a mom plus something entrepreneurial. And so usually it's building a business, but it could be, you know, starting a food pantry or running a co-op for their kids, something that's bigger than, you know, a a two hour volunteer slot and different than a working mom or a work from home mom who usually is employed by somebody, a mompreneur is self-employed. And so she's, she's leaning into the flexibility that that brings. So she can still focus on being that stay at home available mom. Um, but it's a harder thing sometimes because you don't have a salary and you don't have set hours. So it's a, it's a give and take.
1: Okay. So it's not necessarily, I mean, it's basically whatever you're doing, working from home, but not, but on your own, not through a, so I'm just making sure that I get it right. Uh, so not through a corporation or anything else. So if you're working for someone that you, that's not considered a mompreneur, just a working mom.
2: Yeah. It's just a different set of challenges. Um, you know, and there's some things that are in common, but, um, at the end of the day, the mompreneur is really entrepreneurial and starting something of her own.
0: When you came to realize that you weren't the only mompreneur out there that was, that was struggling to balance the work and family life and your whole work life is all on your own. How did you then find other mothers who are in the same situation? How did you, how did you network uh, your initial efforts?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it wasn't intentional. I just sort of would you know how you gravitate to people that you have things in common with. I just found myself gravitating towards um, other moms who did other things and liked to to take on more than volunteering for you know the kids' party at school for one time only um, and I ended up running a food pantry with a team of these other moms and we all did it volunteer we did it. Um, for free, but it, it was costly. You know, it cost us a lot of our time, and our families had to really be behind it. And um, unfortunately, that food pantry after eight years shut down. But all of us continued to go. Well, there's something we we are good at something. And so right now, we represent three or four different businesses, and we've become our mompreneur mastermind. I um, so I kind of came at it organically, um, but now that I am a mompreneur and I know these women and I started podcasting about it that really opened up the doors to meet a lot of other mompreneurs.
0: Okay so so forgive me tell us a little bit more about that. I mean as yeah. podcasters obviously we all kind of come into it for our own reasons and then all of a sudden yeah. realize how unbelievably huge the podcast world is. What yes. made you decide to go that route? Like why start a podcast?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I started blogging. I dabbled with that, but I discovered pretty quickly that I'm my own worst enemy. If I set myself a deadline, I won't follow it. And if I think it's important, it isn't. But if you tell me, <laughs> Hey, could you do this for me by Thursday? I will drop what I'm doing and do it for you. So I thought, you know what, if I podcast and I make it an interview, so summer interview, summer solo, but as soon as I had that interaction with somebody else and I said, your episode is airing on this date, it would air. And so I found podcasting gave me um, consistency. I didn't have in another way, but it also gave me connection and blogging was just lonely. It was like, I was my only audience. And even if nobody listens to my podcast, I'm at least talking to other people and I feel like I'm connecting and they feel like they're connecting as well. And that's where um, ironically, over COVID, I felt like I had more connection and interaction with people because of podcasting and Zoom and all of the technology than I had in the three years prior.
1: I think we can relate to that as well. Very similar for us, and and I think you know organically we found that having guests was uh, one. We love hanging out and we love talking and doing our our episodes and and hashing out things but we found so much joy bringing somebody else into the world and, and for us. So I, I totally get mm-hmm. where you're coming from, and, and I think that's yeah. wonderful. And for our listeners, uh, the podcast is called This Mom Knows. Okay, yeah. so you can go and you can find uh, Jen's podcast and check that out. Um, but I want to jump back real quick. Is Now, is your network very kind of located, kind of close to where you are, mostly Chicago area, or are you guys pretty spread out across the U.S. now?
2: Yeah, I'd say, uh, well, the, the core group that I started with, we're now in four different states. And, uh, so we, we connect over zoom on a regular basis and, you know, all the other ways messaging and Marco Polo. Um, (laughs) and you know, but I've just, I've, I've, as I've grown, I've made more friends and connections, other mompreneurs, um, none of them are local to me. Most of them are other places in the country. And so, you oh, know, our country is small. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and forgive me for this. So just kind of on that, uh, is this, so it's basically, a, it's a support group to help flourish whatever, whatever endeavors that they, they're taking on, right? It's not, yeah. it's not limited to certain aspects or certain businesses, is, is that correct? No, Okay. It's,
2: so while I will talk to the mompreneur as if she is a business owner, she could apply the same things if she was starting a nonprofit, or if she was just starting a a, a something for her kids to you know connect with other kids. Um, so I don't limit it to an industry, um, okay, but I do question, I do yeah. talk more to the business entrepreneur as opposed to you know a different type. Which doesn't mean she can't apply it. It's just the language and the the messaging is targeted more to someone who is wants to monetize, wants to be profitable with what they're doing.
0: I see. makes sense. You know, I, yeah. I was reading the, the bio that you were kind enough to provide us this morning before we started this, re- this recording. And mm-hmm. I, I see that around five years ago, you had a surprise adoption.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: And, and this, and this helps spark this idea of, oh my gosh, I have no time for anything. How can I, how can I get ahead of this?
2: It was very key in all of that. Prior to the adoption, um, I had been feeling very overwhelmed. I had, oh, I said yes to everything, but I didn't say no to counterbalance it. And so I kind of found myself at this point where I had said yes to so many things that I wasn't really doing anything well, I may as well have just said no to all of it because nobody was benefiting from what I was doing. And I was behind on everything. You know, my husband would say, you know, Hey, what, you know, how do you want me to pay for this? And I'd be like, I don't know. I haven't balanced her checkbook in three months. You know, things were just sort of spinning out of control. So of course that was the perfect opportunity then for a surprise adoption of two babies. (laughs) Sure. And when, (laughs) when I say surprise adoption, people are like, Oh, you were just fostering nothing we were nothing we weren't fostering we had no application in anywhere we had never thought we're going to adopt a baby and it really kind of came out of the blue and um and to my surprise my husband was like well what about us could we could we be the adoptive parents i'm like what are you talking about and it was it was private placement so they said yes and then we found out there was a a baby sister, and we said, "Well, we're not going to separate them, but you know, this is never going to happen." And two weeks later, they moved in, and six months later, the adoption was finalized. So it, oh, wow. it really that seems
1: really fast for for an so adoption fast. because I know some people wait years yes. and on, on our list and have to go through uh, you know yeah. home visits and all kinds of things before that actually yep. happens.
2: Uh, it was the fastest adoption I've ever heard of.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and and so okay, so. I, I'm sorry. Walk me through this a little bit. And if you, if you're willing, yeah. you, when you got, when the, the kids came or the first child was placed with you, how did, how did that happen? I mean, I mean, specifically yeah. you, you were, you, you said yeah. you weren't looking for that. And, but was right. this like from like social services or someone that no. was just like, Hey, we, we need, we need a home for this child right now until we figure things out. And then it just took off from there.
2: Yeah, so I was at our homeschool co-op leaving on a Tuesday. And one of the things I'm really good at is connecting. Um, So people are always asking me, hey, Jen, who do you know who or where could I look for? And so as I was leaving, my friend said, hey, Jen, you've got a friend who's waiting for a placement, an adoption placement, right? I said, yeah. And she goes, well, I just found out about this little boy who needs a placement in a week or he does go into foster care. And I'm like, oh, we just found him a family. I know we found him a family. So I ran home and I called my friend. And for a whole variety of reasons, because her, her she was working through an agency and they have a protocol. She's like, I, I have to say no. And I was like a little stunned by that. So when my husband called to say, Hey, I'm on my way home from work. How was your day? I was like, well, blah. And I dumped it all on him. And he's like, what about us? What do you mean? What about us? So it really was this out of the blue, um, you know, and he, he is a financial advisor, but he has a master's in counseling psychology. And so he said, you know, the odds are at the age that this little boy is, he was 17 months. They're like, after 18 months, their odds of being adopted dro- dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's no reason that we couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, other than we're totally unprepared. But, <laughs> um. and then the next morning we found out there was the baby sister. So they actually both joined us at the same time. So we went from three kids to five kids. And
0: I, I, um, I, I'm in love yeah. with this story. That That's absolutely. <laughs> it's fantastic. very
1: heartwarming to to hear. I, I mean, and I love to hear that, you know, I, like you like we we're just mentioning that people are with agencies and wait for forever to get that and right. to me the the system seems I, I understand it's in place for a reason but it, it seems so yeah. crazy and that there are broken parts of it because mm-hmm. there's so many kids that still need homes and end up in foster care and yeah. apparently there's people on waiting lists or it seems like yes that are waiting years for a possibility of an adoption and I I don't know where the disconnect is. And I, I know that's kind of a rabbit hole to go down, but, okay. yeah. but, Indeed. but I think that it's wonderful that you guys just kind of were like, yeah, let, let's do it and bless you. Um, so this happened, right? So yeah. now what is going on? This is apparently yeah. now life is crazy, crazier, right? right? So-, so now <laughs>
2: I'm really overwhelmed. Like I am about, I'm drowning and that was kind of the breaking point where I went, okay, something has to give. So on the plus side, when the babies joined us, I was just like, um, can't do this anymore. Can't do this. I'm calling everyone and just categorically don't count on me for the next, whoever knows how long. Fifteen. So years. It, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it just removed a whole bunch of stuff from my plate immediately. Um, but then as I was, as I was there going, you know, we're trying to attach to these babies. There's two of them. There's two of us as parents. Suddenly we're not as emotionally and physically available for our older kids. They're carrying a lot of weight around the house to do things. They still all have to school, you know, life goes on whether we want it to or not. Um, that's when I kind of started to look and go, okay, about 15 years before that, I had worked as a professional organizer and I went, okay, if I were my own client, what would I do? And I sort of stepped back and I said, laundry, I'm going to start with laundry because it's out of control. And so I came up with a system for our laundry and I got that back under control. And I said, okay, now we're going to deal with paper, the mail that comes in, the bill piles, the school papers. And I got that under control. And then I, dealt with meal planning. And I got that under control and slowly system by system, I began to get things back in place as a structure to support us as a family. So we could be relational and focus our time and energy, more importantly, energy than time um, on the things that were important and not feel so overwhelmed and uh and weighed down by all the rest of it.
1: Well, I mean, how long did that that kind of take? I mean, because you're you're talking I, I understand like say, oh well laundry I'm gonna yeah. take that. That sometimes takes time to, to sit there yeah. and yeah. and be like, okay, this is the schedule, this is work. Because I we right. kinda got in my wife and I kinda got into a system of how kind of our stuff works. We don't yeah. have five children, you know, we <laughs> have two dogs, but you know, <laughs> but but I mean how long did the, did that really take over time to before you guys felt comfortable with everything that was working
2: yeah it i would say it was a good it was a good 6 to 8 months before i felt like at least those three systems were really supporting us and um and that was good because it was it was just kind of it went to past the adoption being finalized and that was when reality really hit now there were no more things that we were working for. No more court dates, no more check mark. You know, it was now there are kids and now we're responsible for their future and their kids from hard place, they have trauma. And so that's when we then had to really start to learn about trauma so we could focus on their needs. And by then we had these basic systems in place that supported it. So, um, I mean, it was still several years we're practicing and learning things, you know, so today, five years later, I go, wow, things are way different. And even with this move, we adapted, we didn't start over. We just said, okay, we got to fix, you know, We no longer have a laundry room on a second floor. So how are we going to shift things around? You know, it wasn't a start over. It still supported us, but it does take time. Um, But that's the beauty. You do one thing at a time and eventually you've got several things happening. But when you look at the whole big picture and try to fix it all at once, nothing ever changes. Yeah, I think
1: it's important for everyone to hear that too, that it takes time and not just, you know, I I feel like we're we're in such a society of instant gratification. Right? right. everything's at so fast and at our fingertips. And, you know, I'm going to order Amazon. It's going to be here tomorrow. Right. You know, everything. just. Right. So I think to hear somebody say, hey, a change of, of magnitudes or something just as small as a laundry schedule is going to take time. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's great.
0: I like that. And you're, you're pushing all of my buttons with how you came to sort of run your family as a as an operation because I have an operations background and Uh, my wife always jokes that if I could I would run the house like we're on a naval ship, you know, check marks and checklists everywhere and, you know, the bathroom cleaning checklist. You know, did you fill it? The most
1: the most nice naval ship ever, because I don't think you could actually yell. But I do think that you would run it military style, as far, as, far as organizational <laughs> goes, I will say that. That's 100%. totally not me. So I'd, I'd be like, what, 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 what's the jet bars? What graphs? What, what is this? <laughs>
0: <Yeah. 100%. laughs> well, I also appreciate that you mentioned the three basic things you got in order first, because I do think that we have quite a few listeners out there who are mompreneurs and probably don't even know that they are and mm-hmm. feel a little bit out of control and feel like they're you know laundry's not getting done the mail's not getting sorted bills aren't getting paid how is this possible because i'm running a business that has positive revenue how is my life such a mess and i think that just those three simple things are a really nice introduction to what you clearly do what you clearly talk about and help people with yeah. if you had to offer offer one piece of advice other than come find my podcast and and, and come right. find what we do to the mompreneurs out there just to kind of get them started What would Mm -hmm. it be? What would be the first, very, very first thing you'd say to them? Other than, you know, take a breath.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I would say to them that, you know, you can do it all, but not by yourself. You need your team and your family is your first, is your first team. They're your first team members. And, um, and the more you keep in your head, the harder it is for them to learn to do something. So Document. Write down what you do so that you can do it over again, and you can teach them to do it. So that you are not the um, the you know you're not the grunt worker for the family, uh, doing all of it, and you're not the bottleneck to progress happening. But write it down.
0: I love that. Reaching out for help is so hard for so many people.
2: And when you're overwhelmed, you're not in the position to always know what you need help with because you need help with all of it. So it's it's harder. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good at that point. point. Um, yeah, for sure. When, when we ran the food pantry, we made all of our volunteers walk through and receive food and take it home with them the first time they came. And they would be like, no, no, I don't need it. And we're like, no, you need to learn how to receive so that you can give. And I think the same is true with help. When we learn how to give help well and receive help well It it feeds on each other and then we can be far more supportive. And when somebody needs help and they're not asking, we can maybe observe and say, can I offer you some help? So it's healthy to learn to give it and to receive.
0: I know more women who are mothers that gave up pursuing their, whether it be their their dreams of a career or whether it be their personal ambition for other projects because of motherhood. So I, I love to hear that you're out there basically putting out the message you don't have to do that you can still mm-hmm. be there for your family you just need to find a way and find right. help and a network
1: but what but yeah. what about the what about the mothers that are thrust in back into the workplace because y- mm-hmm. you know we talk about moms that give up for their family but sometimes they get they are forced to go back into the workplace or have to go back into the workplace to help their family you know so i mean do you have a lot more do you find a lot more uh, women are kind of in that boat? It,
2: it may be. The women I talk to are generally the ones going, I I want my family to be a priority, but I have this skill, I have this gift, I have this desire and this drive. And, and I believe that if you don't follow that and somehow implement it, that that's just as detrimental because your kids need to see a good example of, you know, self-care and, you know, using what you have and being, being a good steward of, of who you are. And, um, so the moms I'm talking to are often those that are straddling as opposed to, I have to do this. Um, it's, I've chosen to do this, but boy, I'd still love to be doing this other thing. And, um, it's pursuing who they are and their own dreams while being a mom and not trying to sacrifice one for the other, um, is usually the mom that I'm talking to.
1: I want to ask you about the business itself. So this is primarily a consulting firm. Yes. Oh
2: yeah. So, um, I've been around for a year. And I wasn't sure when I started what it would look like exactly. And so, um, at the moment, where I'm at is a lot of coaching and consulting one on one. Um, but I would love to expand that into some courses, membership, some things that are a little less trade time for money and a little more, I can help you while I'm sleeping. You know, you can you can do this when you need the help. So, um, so it's changing constantly. But yet the moment, yeah, it's it's primarily um, me helping people directly.
1: OK, and, and if we're if for our listeners or anyone, any mompreneurs out there that are wanting to get in touch with you, how mm-hmm. would they do that?
2: So on my website, this mom um, there is a, you know, all the buttons to connect with me or or see what I offer is available there.
1: Okay. And we'll keep that in and we'll make sure we put that in our episode description for our listeners and anyone that wants to check that out. And if you're needing some, some guidance or uh, some consulting or anything, or, or just honestly a a
0: nice little virtual hug, you can, you can give Jen a a buzz. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and also for your podcast, are you on a set drop Mm -hmm. schedule for people that want to hunt that out?
2: Yeah. Every Tuesday, a new episode drops. Um, and, you know, I'm on all the players, but this mom knows.com slash podcast has all of the episodes listed in order. So if they're, they want to see the topics or the guests or whatever, they can find it there as well. And, and
1: with your guests that come on, I know you said you've, you've had kind of a variety of guests, but yeah. do you specifically look for mompreneurs that are, are looking to be involved or do you kind of branch out to other areas to see how it relates to what, with what you're doing?
2: Yeah. So, so far with the exception of the one gentleman, I've been um, talking to moms and we've talked about different things. So some of my earlier episodes talked about just some of the things that we face as moms, you know, depression or, um, you know, parenting our kids and the things that, you know, can be part of the challenge of being a mompreneur because, you know, we're still people, we still have marriages, we still have families. Um I've been talking uh, more recently, a lot of the interviews have been with mompreneurs with businesses or um, mompreneurs with tools that will help another mompreneur do something more simply. And um, it can be a gadget. I'm really excited. I've got an interview coming up with the gal behind that bug bite thing. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's basically, it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. It's a suction thing that you put over the mosquito bite. It sucks the venom out and now it doesn't itch.
0: You know, I have heard of it. In fact, we just order one from my office because we have (sighs) mosquitoes that come up to the elevator now and again. I have not uh, heard of this. It's basically a small mosquito bite hickey machine. Is yes. it? And it pulls the poison up out of the center of the mosquito. But when I, when I came across it, it, was brilliant. I did not know that a woman invented it, and I'm very happy yeah. to hear that. Um, yeah. that's fascinating. It, yeah, it's so, really cool. So, I might have
1: it's, to look at it that up because
0: here in Texas, when it gets hot in the summer, you mosquitoes are yeah.
1: just whoa. Yeah.
2: And it works. <laughs> it works really well. I, I I was skeptical, so I was like, well, I've got two bites here. I'll do it on one and leave the other. And. It works really well. And my kids love it. They're always like, Mom, I got a bike. Get the thing. So get, you know, get the, we get do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. And and you know, I, I hope that you are more successful as you continue to grow your business and the mompreneurs becomes expansive. And, and maybe one day if there's a dadpreneurs that, you know, that your husband wants to get on board and you guys jointly get that, you know, (laughs) uh, we'd love to have you back on as you kind of get on with that.
0: Yeah, I dig it. yes I dig it. But it seems like you're already doing all the big networking for, for the show. I mean, you and Brian met at Podcast Movement last year, which uh, has been a wonderful avenue for us to expand to other podcasting hosts. And we've met just tremendous people through it um yeah. what what did you take from that did you do you did you oh. have any surprises from the podcasting world well that's true i'm always curious to to hear the other side because you know like we met it just
1: it's a world win and you meet right. so many people and it's like so much information all at once. It's like, what really sticks when you walk out of that after three yeah. days?
2: <laughs> I know. Exactly. So, and we met at the speed networking event. We did. Which we did. was an amazing experience. And that actually forced me to really hone in on who, who am I, what do I do and how do I serve them? So, um, that was a good experience for that. I, I did you know
1: that. what you were getting into with that? I mean, it did, I mean, obviously, cause I literally stumbled into the room and there like hey are you a are you a host oh yeah here come and sit right here I I honestly had no idea and then all of a sudden it was like people were showing up at my table and talking to me like you boom you know another guest I was just like what is happening? But this is great. You know, I was, I was, yeah. I was thrown for a loop, but did, do you have the same experience or you walked in going, I know what this is?
2: Well, I knew I, I had signed up for it, so I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know what to expect with it. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, so it, it was, it was a good experience. You but, were a little uh, more
1: prepared than I was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and at least you were on the receiving end. You were a little more passive. That, that would have been harder if you were.
1: Well, I know, I appreciate down. you, you speaking with me because I, I, you know, we've met a lot of people and. and. And there was, you know, everyone was really great, but there was just a handful of people that, that you walk out of there going, I would really love to have another conversation with them. And, you know, two and a half minutes or three minutes, whatever they gave us wasn't just not enough time.
2: Not very long. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So thank you for, you know, (laughs) for keeping in touch and, and being able to come and talk. Um, But do you have anything in the, in the works coming up? I mean, I know you said you're working on your your business to, to kind of grow, but right now, is it just mm-hmm. kind of steady as she goes or do you have anything in the pipeline that you can share with us?
2: Yeah, I've got, um, uh, something I'm working on, uh, that will help in the podcast world that will probably roll out in the fall. So not yet ready to, to share it, but really excited about it. And it kind of came out of podcast movement as I, um, you know, observed conversations and heard the same, problem being stated by every podcaster, regardless of where they were at with monetization, you know, they're like, I've got this need and I don't know how to meet it. And so an idea formed, and I've been talking with somebody. So I will, I will let you know when I can share. Oh more yeah, about absolutely! That. It's
1: Like teaser, but teaser, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> dun, 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 you know. Oh. So you have to, you have to be listening to or check out Jen's podcast and hear updates about that, or you know, contact us and bug us, and and we'll bug Jen. So <laughs> that's
2: right, that's right. But really, the best part of podcast movement was seeing people in real life after so long and meeting people in the flesh and blood. Who I had made friendships with, you know, over zoom and other places. So it was, that was the highlight of my year. I love those days there.
1: Yeah. And, and are you, we expecting to see you at the next podcast movement? Cause I know we're going, it's going to be in Dallas. Yes, are you planning yeah, to go? I'm,
2: I'm intending to go. Yes, I okay. haven't. I haven't solidified those plans yet. Um, we waited till after we moved to even look at the calendar for this year. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's kind yeah. of exciting, though, after meeting so many people and now going back, you're like, oh, it's like now because I went knowing no one. Right. And now you're going mm-hmm. back. You might run like knowing you might run into people You're like, hey,
2: what's that's up? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a reunion now. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: exactly. OK, well, you know, we appreciate your time and what you've been able to uh, do here with us and promoting what's going on with mompreneurs, but we always love to give neighborly advice and you've given so much already, but do you have any specific neighborly advice that you would love to pass on to our listeners?
2: Mm. Well, I think, I mean, this isn't for mompreneurs is for anyone, but I would say be neighborly, say hello, meet the people because you never know who that person is and how you might be able to serve them or they may help you down the road.
0: Fair enough. Love it. Couldn't agree more.
2: Love it.
1: <laughs>
0: <Right>. So love
1: <laughs> it. I love it. That's how we. That's how we expand the neighborhood here on Neighbors Don't Knock. <laughs> Indeed. That is how we do it here.
0: Uh, Jen, we really want to thank you for your time. It's it's been a privilege. Um, Philip. Yeah, no, Jen, it's been enlightening. Thank you very much, and I do hope that our listeners out there who are mompreneurs and may or may not have realized it uh, seek you out and, and figure out how they can ask for help in ways that they need because i'm quite confident that there are a lot of women out there with kids running around that have given up on something that they maybe shouldn't have given up on so hopefully they circle back to it
1: yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, and make sure for our listeners you guys catch jen's podcast this mom knows wherever you listen to your podcast or you can check out our episode description with a link and uh, you know contact us at admin at neighbors not dot com and we will direct you over there, or you can get to Jen's website.
2: Thismom dot com slash podcast.
1: There you go. com slash podcast for all of that. But make sure you catch up new episodes every Friday with Philip and I. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Out. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, thank you.